You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Els, host of Thank God It's Free Range, and this episode spotlights Slow Leaves. Grant Davidson is a Winnipeg singer-songwriter who performs under the name Slow Leaves. A Winnipeg Folk Festival Young Performers veteran, he last made an appearance at the fest in 2015. Since then, he's released a clutch of albums, including 2021's Holiday. Slowly's will be performing on Friday, July 8th at Snowberry Field at 2.30 p.m. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. played Folk Fest in 2015. Grant Davidson is back under his Slow Leaves moniker to play the 2022 edition of the Winnipeg Folk Festival, and he joins us ahead of it to talk. How's it going, Grant? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hopefully it's not uh, quite this hot during uh, the July weekend at uh, Birds Hill. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time for sure, but uh, no. it's nicer if, you'd, uh, yeah, if you're not soaking before you even get on stage. It's kind of a bonus. Do you prep for like an outdoor show any differently than you would for for a venue show? Is that part of part of things in terms of like having to deal with weather and instead of you know something like an AC joint? Yeah, well, I mean, like yes and no. I I, I guess mainly just uh, if it's really hot. I mean, just trying to figure out what you can wear and still look kind of cool. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but not uh, but not uh, be too hot. But you know, there's sort of this this long-standing unwritten sort of code of musicians on stage not being able to wear shorts, you know, except for drummers. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder as I get older if it, uh, if, uh, if it makes any more sense. But, uh, so I guess, I, I guess I'm leaving the door open to wear shorts on stage, which yeah. normally I wouldn't do indoors, but, uh, we'll see. Sure enough. 
Thinking back to your uh, your experience in 2015, do you have any specific memories of that that folk fest or like you know highlights that stood out in your mind? Thinking back, uh, good question. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, it was, it was the first time that I really played the show in like uh, or the festival in, in an official capacity. I, I'd been in like on stages before, part of the uh, Young Performers Program way way back, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was just uh, obviously just really exciting to be kind of on the lineup, on the stages, and because uh, I'd, I'd been going to that festival since, uh, I mean, as a kid, my mom would take me, and then I started camping with friends, like about 15, 16 years old, so uh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was really special to be on stage, and I mean, I, th- I think uh, the the actual concert we played um, felt nice, just to... I mean, when you're on those workshop stages, they're great too. Um, obviously, for a lot of uh, there's a lot of potential for just kind of uh, that's why people like them, right? Sort of surprises or unexpected moments. And um, but you're kind of sitting there waiting, waiting your turn, and a lot of time to kind of overthink things, overthink what song to play next, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the concert, just like any concert, you can kind of really sink into the mood of it. After a few songs, you kind of get in a rhythm. I kind of prefer that. Are you the type to overthink things generally? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I would, uh, I would, I would. Yeah, I'd classify myself as a an overthinker. Well, I mean, the over part is debatable, uh, but uh, often, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time in my head, probably too much. I guess the one, I mean, there's a couple of benefits to the the workshops. W- one is like the kind of spontaneity, right? Like that you're, you haven't planned for it and something could happen. That's, that's just magical and won't be repeatable. But I guess the other thing is, you know, depending on who you're sharing the stage with, other people might discover you who were there to see someone else on, yeah, on, on that workshop. Do, do you give that some thought in terms of like, you know, appealing to folks who aren't necessarily there familiar with slow leaves? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. That's obviously that's a huge part of it. And, um, yeah, I guess I think about that only in the sense that, I mean, like really you only get like three, maybe four songs in those situations. So, uh, I mean, generally I'm, I, it's without a band. So I, I tend to use those opportunities to play some of the more um, gentle or really like ly- lyrically driven songs that I have. Um, and so, you know, I'm kind of aiming for those, but I, I also feel like a lot of those songs for me personally are my, some of my best work is, uh, is some of those songs that benefit from having, you know, very simple arrangements and just being wide open to, to, to tell the lyrics and, uh, you know, express that sort of the raw emotional stuff. So, um, which sometimes just gets, you know, it comes through with the band, but it's a whole different energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I guess, I guess sort of, I don't know if I'm really answering the question, but I generally so. I, I do sort of try to play some of what I think are some of my strongest songs and, if people discover me through that, then wonderful. But yeah, I don't go up there thinking, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just throw out some turkeys and uh, some of the back catalog and see what happens. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping people, you know, uh, like it and uh, start uh, checking out the rest of my music for sure. I guess maybe you, you work from the assumption that a lot of people who are there at workshop are more attentive to lyrics and things like that than vibe. Uh, I think so. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, there's probably a bit of both but um 
I mean, just for me personally, like uh, lyrics are a huge part of my writing, and uh, and it's what I appreciate in other musicians. So, I mean, I love a good melody and all that, and uh, and there's there's definitely a, a a skill in writing a great song that doesn't say a lot, but says a lot at the same time. You know, like there's some people are great at. Uh, writing lyrics that don't really say much, but they they make you feel everything you need to feel. Um, I definitely gravitate towards the, the stuff that is more sort of uh, uh, where it's a little more explicit, where there's uh, an idea being expressed, often poetically or otherwise. But uh, yeah, so that's what I'm listening for, and I just think um, again, just that sort of one person with a guitar or a keyboard or whatever it is, uh, and a song is it's kind of the way I like to really hear um, a song. You know, I, you, you hear the songwriting that way, and that's kind of what I always like, and I think a lot of people are like that too. Right. Now, the the most recent record, uh, Holiday, I'd read that you looked at this as an effort not to overthink things and to, you know, record music for, for fun and right. take a break from yourself. It, is this like kind of antithetical to kind of like how you are as a, as a music consumer or music listener? Like typically you would go deep on things and this was like in response to that in some sense. Like in terms of my preferences to what I like to listen preferences to. Preferences what you like to listen to or even just like how, how you process music. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was a few things. I mean, I think basically like, uh, like just before that, uh, I'd, I'd put out um, my album Shelf Life and uh, that was right at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and tours got canceled and stuff. And I mean, you know, it basically got released to like a, a, an industry in crisis. So it was pretty um, devastating and part in, in, you know, additionally because um, like that of, of all the records I've made, that was the most deeply personal in terms of lyrical content and kind of uh, how much of myself I was, in my life I was putting into the songs and, uh, and, you know, it was obviously a tough time for everybody. And, uh, I, I really, when I finished that record, I felt like I'd said a lot on that particular topic. And I really felt like I didn't know where to go after that. I felt like I'd said what I needed to say at that time. And so of course with no touring, nothing happening, no shows, uh, like I have a little studio set up in my basement and, uh, just figured out what the hell I got this time. I'll just um, start making songs. And so I, I started like looking at, uh, you know, song ideas or melodies or little, little bits and pieces that I had that normally I, I just pass over or they just sort of drift to the background. And I was like, yeah, let's turn these into songs and throw some lyrics on them. And really it was just to kind of keep my own sanity and kind of find some enjoyment doing that and try to maybe like dig myself out of, what was sort of, uh, you know, kind of a difficult, depressing time. Um, and so it kind of saved me in a way. I mean, I, obviously that's a cliche, but, uh, it, uh, what came out was just these songs that I was making that I didn't feel so personally responsible for that. I didn't feel like they were, you know, a personal manifesto. Like each one was, didn't have to be a banner for, you know, who I represented as a person. It could just be music. And, uh, and that was just really liberating and um and uh it took a lot of the weight off and so that's what I meant by not overthinking. And um yeah, so that was sort of that the process behind that one. Do you think you would have put out a record like Holiday independent of the, the pandemic and the shutdown, like just coming off of shelf life and writing what you said was kind of your most honest or vulnerable 
kind of record up to that point? Like, was this something you needed regardless? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I, I would, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I think that's true. I think what the pandemic did was sort of, uh, cause normally, I mean, I would have been spending, spending a lot of time, uh, rolling out the record, going on tours. Like a lot of the time with there would have been focused on, um, promoting shelf life, you know, giving it some life. Um, and that all was just like the curtain dropped right away on that. So it felt like a real, like a void, a, an empty space that I filled with working on holiday, which I don't think would have been there otherwise, but for sure, it's an interesting question. Like, you know, when I did come to writing, writing more songs, um, would I have gone in that direction? Probably. Yeah. To a certain extent, I think, um, because like I said, with, with, with shelf life, I felt like I closed a chapter on something, um, something I'd been trying to say in a lot of my songs, like over the course of, uh, several albums and I felt like I finally said it in a way I wanted to say it and so I was definitely in a position where it was time to do something a little different um so yeah I mean it's a hypothetical question but uh, I think you're right that uh, I was probably headed in that direction regardless and I'll just add to that like I, I'm working on a new record now mm. um which is almost fully recorded um and uh it's kind of been really nice like cause it, the, these songs sort of came about i think it was a combination of sort of uh the shelf life and the holiday uh songwriting process for me that i feel like they've sort of come together in a way where this album these songs are a lot a lot of them are a little bit lighter and more fun but there's also like the heavier more emotional stuff that i also really like to write so it like i said uh holiday i really felt liberated to do almost whatever i want now that's kind of how i feel so this this new material is kind of a middle path between the two. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get. Well, yeah, I guess I'm I'm probably splitting hairs unnecessarily here, but uh, uh, I'd say it's more. Um, it's just an evolution that that holiday sort of broke me out of this idea, this the sort of mindset of like every song had to be so precious and so pure and say something so truthful. It kind of broke me away from that, and uh, and in doing so, I think in a lot of ways. Um, I'm writing better songs uh, because of that, you know, because I'm not holding on so tight. What's your, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'm just curious in terms of your assessment of better, like what makes it better to you? Well, certainly, I mean, it's obviously, it's usually subjective. And if I really sat down and like went A-B'd my songs, uh, it'd be hard for me to say, you know, there's, there's some obviously I think are some of my best stuff. And um, I guess better only in the sense relative to like where I'm at now and in, in my life that these songs, uh, represent, um, my, uh, you know, the way I think about things and I, and sort of combine what I learned through all the other, uh, albums and songwriting experiences that now I sort of, I have that shelf life, um, the repertoire and that sort of like th that the process of writing those kind of songs is still in my tool bag. Uh, but as well as, you know, the holiday kind of stuff, which was a lot more, a lot lighter, maybe more focused on melody kind of building thicker productions. Um, you know, just trying to make music that feels good. Uh, uh, or at least explore like different, uh, emotional kind of places in the music, uh, that's been added to the tool bag. And so I think, when I say better, obviously it's usually subjective, but at this point I feel like uh, I have both of those 
things that I can draw on, sometimes in combination, sometimes in isolation, sometimes, in, you know, but I feel like I've opened myself up to new possibilities now, and uh, and that feels pretty good creatively. Right. You mentioned that uh, Shelf Life closed a chapter. Did Does normally, like, going out on tour and playing those songs help close a chapter when it comes to an album? Like, did you get denied that opportunity because you, you didn't kind of, like, play those songs out to the point where you you were comfortable with them or like they weren't just like here's the record but like yeah. I've lived these songs in some way uh maybe um i think like the, the way i the way i'm sort of using that term closing a chapter was was really from like a creative uh point of view whereas um the writing of the songs and the making of the album um like I said, when I the the last song that I wrote for that record just before we were recording it, um, you know, it sort of it felt like I'd I'd finished a topic. It was like finishing a book or something, you know, where uh, I felt like I was, uh, I guess, more than I'd said what I wanted to say. It was more that I felt kind of empty of things to write about and. Uh, and shelf life in a lot of ways felt for me at that time, like, yeah, I was gearing up to touring and I, of course I was hoping things would go well and, and it would elevate my career another step or two. Um, but in the process of writing it, uh, it really felt like, uh, almost like a farewell record, like a, like a retirement record. I sort of wrote it from the perspective of like, you know, this is kind of, this is it for me in terms of, um, writing and music because I was definitely feeling the pinch of things and uh, definitely at a crossroads of, of like, uh, maybe I should do something else with my life, something that uh, is a little bit more stable, reliable, makes a bit more money, that kind of thing. So I was really, all of those things were swirling in my mind. And, um, and like I, you know, like I said, I felt like a sense of closure with shelf life because in a lot of ways it was the record that I'd been trying to make up to that point and felt like I kept falling slightly short. Mm. And of course, as time goes on, I mean, we all sort of change and your ideas, your mindsets change. And so I'm not really in that situation now mentally, um, but it felt like a really important thing for me to go through. And uh, yeah, so that's sort of how it was. So when it comes to building a set for Folk Fest, for your, for your concert at Folk Fest, are you drawing on both of those records since you didn't get to tour shelf life or are you working on like including some of the, the newer stuff that hasn't been released or how do you kind of figure out what you're going to play on stage? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, generally I've been playing with the same core group of musicians for several years, uh, Damon Mitchell on drums and, uh, Reg Ricard on bass. And, uh, and so a lot of it, I mean, comes down to, you know, what's kind of in our repertoire and what, what are they most familiar with and what have we been playing for a long time and, and sounds good and what kind of is fun to play, what, what inspires us when we're playing it. And so, you know, and, and that happens along the way, like there's songs we've played a lot and uh, you just, I just kind of get tired of it. Like an older song, like, oh, it's a good song, but it's just not as enjoyable to play anymore. So some of that stuff falls to the wayside new songs come along. Uh, they haven't learned all the new stuff, but there's a, a couple that I've thrown at them and we've played a few times and they feel good. So it'll be a combination of things like that. Definitely uh, a good handful of stuff from Holiday for sure. And probably uh, a couple from 
uh, new stuff that hasn't been put out yet. When a song gets, you know, tired for you, do you have a period of rest and then try to like resuscitate it or like what do you just kind of let it fall by the wayside and maybe eventually you come back to it? I generally just let it go. And, um, sometimes it comes back. Uh, I mean, sometimes it depends if, you know, one of the guys, uh, really likes, really likes it and sort of like, oh, how can we ever play that in a while? And then, you know, we'll dust it off. And, and sometimes when a song, um, what I like about playing with those guys is sort of they, um, cause a lot of the records I sort of, I do on my own, with my own ideas. And then, um, I bring it to them and they kind of put their own stamp on it and, uh, things kind of get re, uh, reimagined a little bit. And so sometimes the songs, if they've sat for a while, we come back to them and they kind of take on a new approach that feels refreshing. And again, it just, it really comes down to just, does it feel good to play? and sing and um and if it doesn't i just i just stop singing it more or less unless people are really asking me to play it but uh that's kind of how it is but fortunately um you know i keep writing new songs that excite me and so as some drop off i usually have something else to replace it that's a little more exciting for me has there ever been an instance where you've brought something to the guys and they've kind of come up with something that surprised you or like you weren't anticipating uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because a lot of it, like I said, like I'll play the bass part and I'll kind of come up with a, a drum part that I, I don't play drums very well. So, uh, I'll, but I'll like program a drum part that kind of gets at the heart of it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they kind of use that as a starting place, but it always kind of evolves into something. And one, I mean, kind of our, our process is we jam things out and I think this is similar for a lot of bands. Um, and in the, in the moment, people are just trying things, trying different things. And, uh, once in a while, you know, an idea or some kind of groove comes along. It's like, Oh, Hey, do that again. You know, I keep doing that. And, uh, and it, it could take the song in a totally different direction. And, uh, I, I love leaving that door open because to me, and I think maybe that's why some of these songs, they fall to the wayside and become less interesting. They start to feel just like stagnant or stale. Like they're not evolving anymore. And uh, I like songs to be alive, you know, living things. So it doesn't bother me at all to change arrangements from the way that um, they've been recorded. I know sometimes, you know, fans don't love that. But uh, I, I just think it keeps the songs alive. And, and songs ultimately are uh, living things, right? Meant to be played live and experienced live, I think. So um, it's an important part. Well, folks will get a chance to hear them live at uh, Birds Hill. But before we go, I want to get you to pick a track off of, I guess, I mean, your choice, either Holiday or Shelf Life, a, a song off of one of those two records that we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that. Great question. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I'm on the spot here. I, you know, I mean, probably my favorite really from uh, from Holiday is Did It Again. And uh, the reason I think is because that song of, of, of all the songs on there really represented me just, um, it was the kind of song that probably two years ago I might've had the idea for, but not pursued it because it didn't really fit into the box of what I was trying to present or project at that point. And so um, for all the reasons I said about holiday, um, that song kind of was, was a song that I just liked the melody and I was, you know, like, screw it, I'm making this song. And uh, and I, I really loved it. It was, uh, like, working on it just felt, again, uh, liberating to just uh, to just open the door to 
making music rather than some kind of predefined idea of what kind of music I should be making. All right. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Looking forward to seeing you at Birds Hill. And in the meantime, thanks very much for joining us, Grant. Yeah, thanks for your interest, Michael.
I'm Michael Alves, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Slow Leads. We'll be performing on Friday, July 8th at 2.30 p.m. at Snowberry Field Stage at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com. And be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 7th through 10th at Birds Hill Park. 